Whatever you do, don't look down. We're on the top, not just of the Rock of Gibraltar to speak to our gold medal winning cycling team this evening, but also on top of that overall medal table. Day three of competition at the event, and it reads Isle of Man, 16 golds, 8 silvers and 11 bronze medals. There's still a long, long way to go yet, but you can rest easy knowing the Manxies are in the pole position and are doing the whole island incredibly proud. This is episode three of the 2019 Island Games Review with myself, Chris Cave. A huge day of success for us. I'm starting to get a bit arrogant when walking down the streets here in Gibraltar, owing to the fact the athletes are doing so well. I've got absolutely no right to be, of course, as I've stood around like a lemon asking people how they feel when they've won gold, when the answer is obviously ecstatic. But you'll be hearing plenty of that over the course of this podcast, because Tuesday produced medals in shooting, squash, athletics, cycling and swimming. Unfortunately, we can't shine the spotlight on all of those medal-winning athletes tonight, but we will focus on a history-making triumph for the squash team. Plus, it was the time trial in the cycling on Tuesday, and it involved one of the steepest climbs ever seen at an island games. We start tonight by praising the swimmers, who once again have proven why they demand such a high number of spots in Team Isle of Man. First and only reason you really need is that they deliver when it matters. Every single member of the Manx swimming team now has a gold medal to their name. I'll say that again because I feel it deserves another airing. Every single member of the Manx swimming team now has a gold medal to their name. Testament to the work of Lee Holland and Rosemary Kinley prepping and priming the athletes so they can handle the pressure environment of the Games, but also it shows why each of them deserve their place here in Gibraltar. After four medals on Monday in the pool, Olivia Marshall showed how she doesn't actually like winning a gold medal. In a display of utter contempt, she doubled up to get herself a second one on Tuesday, this time in the 50-metre butterfly to top the podium. It may have been half the distance she swam to get the high honours last time out, but she still gets the full medal and she's in contention to be one of the athletes of the Games with a mature performance well beyond her years. Alex Bragazzi got his hands on a nice shiny medal with his own terrific performance in the 200m freestyle, and Laura Kinley scooped a second silver in as many days in the 200m breaststroke. I can't wait to be speaking to the swimmers tomorrow. You'll be able to hear exclusive features with them in the next Island Games review, and they've got plenty to be discussing following a couple of team golds on Tuesday to boost the Team IOM tally. And we can't forget Emma Hodgson, who got herself on the podium in the 100m backstroke, earning a bronze for her efforts at the Lathbury Sports Centre. Now onto a sport which hasn't seen too much Island Games action over the years, squash. Competing in Gibraltar at the event for the first time in 14 years, there was little expectation on Team Isle of Man achieving anything this time around, but with the likes of Patrick Fitzpatrick, Robin Creese, Tom Whiteway and the unbelievable talent of Dave Norman, the dominant player on the Manx squash scene over the last 20 years, a man with 23 island championships to his name and a man who I have never really seen under any pressure on a squash court, there was always hope there could be a surprise on the cards. After knocking out the number two seed and local favourite Anthony Brindle on Monday in a five-set thriller, Dave was back on court for the gold medal match against the number one seed Cameron Stafford of the Cayman Islands. Now this is a man who hadn't dropped a single game all tournament heading into the final. He hadn't conceded more than six points in any game. A man who was 16 years Dave Norman's junior and a guy who was on the pro tour until very recently. 
There was to be no fairy tale ending in terms of the Manx champ taking away the gold, but he did tremendously well getting into the final and deserves huge credit for his conduct, his fitness and the memories that many people will take away from this year's Island Games. A loss of 11-3, 11-6, 11-5 in the final spelt the end of his hopes of taking gold, but a cracking tournament for him and he spoke to me as he came off court. I suppose disappointment in the, the gold medal match against the, the clear favourite, uh, but a silver medal. How do you assess your, your Island Games individual performance as a whole? As a whole, um, I think it's been fantastic. I never expected to get this far. I've taken some good scalps along the way. I feel physically good, which is a surprise coming into here. Um, but I'm delighted with the silver. I'm delighted with the silver. You say you never expected to get this far. Why not? Because everybody on the Isle of Man will know how good you are. You go away to Europe and you're competing with the big boys. You're always uh, among the, the top squash players there. So why did you think you weren't going to get this far? I play quite a lot of competitions and in Europe and against players who have been well coached and have been on the tour. Um, I really just play the game for fun now, have done for the last 10 years, just something to keep fit. Uh, I'm 46 years old, you know, I never really expected. I just wanted to get the young guys here, get the, give them some experience, drag them along and try and get them up to a level where they can compete now and they can now take over from me and go for it, you know. You're setting a, a fine example for the younger generation, that's for sure. Uh, at 46 year old, you're still in great physical shape. Do you think that was one of the reasons why you did so well here at the Island Games? Yeah, still got it, Mucker. <laughs> yeah, um, that could be one of the reasons, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just play, I go on, I do my best, I play my hardest, and it's got results this week, so I'm absolutely made up. Uh, and in the final, you played Cameron Stafford of the Cayman Islands. This is a man who's not dropped a single set all tournament. I think I heard one of his teams say that he's not dropped more than six points in a game. So that tells you the standard he's at. He's a man mountain as well. I mean, what it seemed like your game plan was to try and keep the ball as low as possible and as hard as possible to try and put him under a bit of pressure because of his height. Was that the, the initial game plan for you? Yeah, that was the game plan. As you know, uh, we're very similar in height and stature, so I wanted to play on that. And, and I know myself, and being a really tall player, to get down to the ball is quite difficult. Um, I tried to keep it low and hard because anything in the air or cross court, he just punishes because he's such an amazing player with a racket. Um, I couldn't exert enough pressure on today. I tried, um, but unfortunately, second best today. A few questionable decisions by the market. I don't think it would have made any difference to the overall result. Um, but did that play on your mind a bit when you don't get a decision you feel you should get from the market? Does that weigh on your mind a bit? Uh, it can do, but it, it, I don't let it get to me. Uh, once a decision is made, you've got to accept it. Yeah, you always have your initial niggles. You can question it. But no, you've just got to put out your mind and get on with it. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do. So. But it seemed a good bond between yourself and your opponent in the final, the eventual gold medal winner. Uh, what Was that the case? Yeah, I met him about, I don't know, 30 minutes ago now, and we've struck up a good friendship already, yeah. Well, you've done the Isle of Man extremely proud with a silver medal. Uh, only your second Island Games, so well done, Dave. Thank and, you, uh, it was an historical day for squash, despite the defeat in the final. Dave Norman becomes the first ever individual men's player for Team Isle of Man to medal at the Games. And who knows... Had a squash contingent from Manx Shores been competing in other tournaments of this kind, he may have got a gold. Team manager Les Callow, who's also president of the Isle of Man Squash Racket Association, was a bit emotional afterwards. He's someone who's given so much to the sport and was over the moon with the efforts of his star performer. 
Dave Norman has just lost in the gold medal match, uh, a match I think he was always uh, the underdog for. But what a champion of Manx squash and the game at 46 years old to compete with the big boys. He's done the island proud, hasn't he? Unbelievable, yeah. Beyond our expectations for Dave to get as far as he did. He's played like a 20-year-old this week, well below his age, played some fantastic squash. He's had hard matches yesterday to get into this, this final what a match against Anthony Bindle, who he's played a lot of times before, knows his game, but very close. I have to ask you, because speaking to Dave, he said after he beat Anthony Brindle in that semi-final match yesterday, and he's just said it in the aftermath of the final, that he didn't think that he was going to get this far. He thought that was beyond his expectations. Surely he's doing himself an injustice there, because we all know how good he is. Yeah, I think, I think what, where Dave has doubts in his mind is his age. Yeah, I mean, all the other players in the top eight are probably half his age. So I think Dave's only doubt of his own ability is his age. You think it's testament then to the way he keeps himself, the life he lives, because he is in, really, you look at him, peak physical fitness, great shape. And as you say, for a 46-year-old, I mean, he could outdo, I think, a lot of the younger people here. Exactly, yeah. And uh, uh, talking to Cameron Stafford, his opponent in the final today, he said, what a fantastic specimen of a squash player at 46 year old he's got a solid game of squash and Cameron was quite concerned about his ability to go on court and beat Dave he is 46 years old now Dave Norman he's been the island champion for the past two decades on well, even longer than that and he is saying it's the, the twilight really of his squash career at the top level do you see the new generation coming through being able to match the performances and the level of squash that Dave Norman has set over the past 20 years? I think it'll be a couple of years yet. I know Dave has got a renewed interest in squash at the moment because there are several young players coming through that will push him. That's given give Dave the incentive to play better squash. So, yeah, I, but I can't see Dave relinquishing his Isle of Man title too soon. The atmosphere at the squash courts here in Gibraltar has been absolutely electric at times, but this is only the second games that Dave Norman's been involved in, I think the second since 2005. Yeah. This is a reason, I think, you, you, to, to tell the team managers that squash should be involved in every island games. Yeah, I mean, what a fantastic venue we've got here. But it's not just the venue, as you say, it's the atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, we, we struggle to get squash into these games. But when we get them in, it's electrifying. I mean, yesterday I was speechless. In here is amazing. But squash should be in all the island games. You know, there's 21 countries represented here. Surely they have squash facilities. And great also to see some people who come over here from the Isle of Man who aren't competing just to watch the squash players. Exactly. Great to see a load of Manxies in the stand the other night when we done the parade in for the opening ceremony. We've had some players here today that don't, are not playing squash but they've came to see David, came to support absolutely brilliant team effort You live and breathe the sport, what will it mean to you to see Dave Norman on that podium with a silver medal around his neck? <laughs> I'll probably have a cry It's that important not only for me for Isle of Man squash, but for Dave himself I think he was reluctant to come here and I'm sure now he's absolutely delighted he came and every single person on the island, I'm proud. Les Callie, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Now we move on to cycling. 
and we know that the Isle of Man and two wheels are synonymous, whether that be motorbikes or the likes of Mark Cavendish and Peter Kenyuk representing the three legs on the international stage. Today it was the time trial, where after a 16km ride along the eastern coast, competitors had to make their way all the way up to the top of the Rock of Gibraltar. It was so, so steep as well. Many people wouldn't have been able to walk up there, let alone cycle, and there were also added obstacles as the roads weren't shut off to pedestrians, meaning that people were being asked to move to the side as the cyclists came up, plus there were those famous Gibraltarian macaques lining the route as well. Brilliant efforts from what is not the most decorated or experienced Isle of Man cycling team to ever participate at the Games, but they ensured that the medals did keep rolling in. Becky Storey won gold in the women's by fine margins, Ellen Barker was fourth, and that helped the women's team to a gold medal finish as well. The men's enjoyed a similar success in the team event, with Adam Scarf, the highest placing Manxman, in third to secure a bronze for his troubles. I spoke to both Becky Storey and Ellen Barker at the finish. It was disgustingly fun, <laughs> but yeah, I loved it, but it was disgusting. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, yeah. When, were, there, were there times in that race where you felt like you were ready to quit, ready to give in, or did you oh, always have the... Oh, 100%, momentum? yeah, 100%. And I hit the climb. There were so many times I was <laughs> contemplating getting off and walking, but um, yeah, no, it was just one of those things that I said to myself before the start that I would only ever be disappointed if I didn't give it my all. And if I finish and I give it my all, how could I be disappointed? So I'm absolutely made up. They call these the friendly games. Uh, what was brilliant to see uh, all through uh, that, that steep climb yeah. was it didn't matter the nationality of the rider. The people there, the fans, were willing everybody on. And I oh, think yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Like, I don't think I generally would have got up that climb if it wasn't for the spectators today. Like you said, every, any nationality, there was always someone screaming and getting you up that hill and it really did make the difference because I wouldn't I don't think I would have got up it without it it was incredible describe it as disgustingly fun yeah uh, contrast the the feeling of getting up that incredibly steep climb to the top of the rock of Gibraltar to actually crossing that finish line yeah it was a it's a long way like we did it at the start of the week we did it twice we did it kind of easier and harder and I, I love climbing, like I love it just because of how hard it is and the achievement that you feel at the end of it, um, but that was, like I said, it was nothing I've ever done and I think it was honestly a blur. I got across the finish line, tried to get off my bike, thinking I just want to sit down, forgetting what my legs had done and fell. I was like, yeah, I had nothing left, nothing left to give. The organisers were priding themselves on making this one of the most difficult routes yeah. for cyclists. Uh, by your reaction, I think they achieved that. Oh yeah, definitely. One, I wouldn't call that a time trial, that's a hill climb, 100%, yeah, it was unreal. Uh, and also there was the added obstacle on the route there of pedestrians coming down the hill and also some macaques on the course as well. Oh, yeah. did, it, did they pose any problem for you? Um, no, they were actually alright. I, I was a bit worried um, before the event. Obviously in the week, like I said, we came off it twice and we had a few incidents with the monkeys and I was like, oh god, if one of them runs out in front of me in the race, that's not going to be ideal. But um, no, it was absolutely fine. I think that if anything, the spectators would have scared them away. Like I said, they were so loud. Um, yeah, it was insane. And you've just found out that you are indeed the winner and that yeah. one of your teammates was fourth. So you must be pretty hopeful that you'll be among the medals for the team. Uh, oh, team hope, hopefully, yeah. I'm absolutely made up. And for, for all the girls, like we absolutely smashed it as a team. And I think we, at the start of the week, obviously with Tara winning team gold, I mean, we got team gold and her winning individual gold. It was exactly what we needed, you know, start as we need to go on. 
Uh, and just a word finally for you to, to thank those in the team who've helped you get this far and, and also spurred you on today. Oh yeah, like I said, I couldn't have done it without them. And like the girls are incredible. Um, we all motivate each other and like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing experience being here. Well, Very grateful. And you're smiling now. Uh, were you smiling all the way up here to the Rock of Gibraltar? No, I definitely wasn't. I have to admit, I couldn't even turn the pedals at one point. I I just looked down and I had to get off the bike. I got off the bike and started walking for about five seconds. Then I started running, got to the top and just got back on. And I had nothing left. I really, I gave it my all. And this race was all about pacing, really. And I must not have paced it completely right, but yeah. <laughs> what made you get back on the bike then? Was it the um, sense? Well, just before um, the finish line, there was a little downhill bit, so I I just wanted to make it up to the top of the second to last uphill, and then I could get back on my bike, roll down the downhill, and sprint up. But I'm not. I don't have regrets about getting off because. I miss out on the bronze medal by over a minute and that wouldn't have made the difference. But I definitely feel like I gave it my all and I can I really wasn't expecting fourth. I honestly when I was going around that course I was thinking, I feel rubbish, I feel so bad. And I can't believe it. You seem you seem genuinely shocked that you were in fourth place. Uh, an incredible effort from yourself and indeed your teammate Becky with the win. So you must be hopeful that you're in with a shout for a team medal. Yeah, I Honestly, we had the result in the crit, the team medal in the crit. I, I think we'll, we should get a gold in the team medal here. Yeah, I, it was really nice, and I'm hoping that I've been consistent enough for it to pay off in the road race because that's my main target for this week. Did you encounter any problems with any obstacles on the course, be that pedestrians or macaques, because they were all along the up to the top? Yeah. Sensational fourth place finish for you. Just describe that feeling because I'm sure everybody at home will want to know what it feels like when you're battling with the psychological aspects of getting yeah. right to the top and then finishing and the relief that it's all over. Yeah, I've been nervous for this TT all, all week really, um, after, since I went up the climb the first time. But I can't believe, I still am shocked that I finished fourth. Yeah, I have no words for that because I don't put myself really down as a climber and I've been thinking all week that this is a climber's course um, and I got third in the crit which reassured me that my sprint is good but yeah I feel strong at the moment and I've got my 
eyes on the prize for the road race. And it might not have been a medal today, an incredible no. effort from you, but where will this rank in your achievements when you reflect back on what was an incredibly grueling course for a time trial? Yeah, I think this will be one to remember because I've never in my life had to get off the bike <laughs> in a race. They excelled once more, the cyclists. A familiar story, no pun intended, Becky, I promise. But I did want to know from team manager Andrew Roach how the island continued to produce cycling superstars. Brilliant day today. Um, probably a little bit better than we expected, to be honest with you. Um, absolutely brilliant seeing Becky win the time trial. It's not, you know, she's quite new into cycling. She's come from triathlon. She's not done a time trial like that ever before in her life. So absolutely brilliant ride by her. And then the whole team kind of filling those places to get the team gold again. Brilliant. Um, guys, Adam Scorff's absolutely pulled one out of the bag there. Like, absolutely stomped up the hill, racing against kind of pro-continental riders, you know, finishing so close to them. It's brilliant. And Nathan put in a solid ride. All the guys put in a solid ride, obviously, to get the team gold. So, well done by everybody. Becky will obviously take the, the headlines for her gold medal in the individual women's time trial, but there were also some commendable performances from all the cyclists today, some of those who aren't billed as climbers. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, a time trial is a little bit of a different discipline, you know, especially this one that we've had here. The hill was so horrendous, basically. It's not going to suit every single type of rider. So, you know, they've all kind of met their own individual goals in a way you know they will have all had a little plan in their own mind as to what to do so but talking to them all they've all kind of done as they wanted to do in it so i'm really pleased with that what was your view on the course that was set for the time trial because i was speaking to a couple of people who were watching a couple of people who had vested interest in the race and they weren't happy with the, the course they thought it was a bit too difficult but i suppose the isle of man team takes everything in its stride and that's why we won gold in both the team events and also won individual gold as well and got on the podium in the other event oh yeah well, i don't think it was too difficult it was great <laughs> you know to ride it would be absolutely horrendous i'm kind of glad i'm not racing anymore to be honest with you but um yeah the Island Games has always got some different things compared to other races, and this was just a, you know, it was, it was a special time trial, really, a really sporting time trial. So it worked out really good in the end. The Isle of Man continues to deliver these fantastic stories in the cycling. Medals all the time in Island Games, it seems, and Commonwealth Games we've had in the past too. Uh, for you, especially, uh, when you see a team which is... I suppose a bit inexperienced in itself coming to these games and replicating the success that we've had over the years that must be testament to the hard work that's put in all year round yeah um yeah i mean i feel super proud of them all to be honest with you like seeing them succeed and all gel well together as a team for me that feels as good as when i was still racing really you know seeing them succeed it, I, I kind of get goosebumps seeing it all the time it's just amazing and there's still chance for more medals to come in the cycling because it's a big event on Thursday as well. Yeah, the road race on Thursday. So from what they've shown so far, um, you know, we'll be hopeful for medals in that as well. Um, definitely, the, we've got the riders to do it. So we're hoping for the best, really. Is tomorrow a rest day or are you back on the bike training? I might give them a rest day tomorrow, maybe. I think they have earned it. It was a tough old slug up that hill. It was, yeah. I think they have deserved that one, actually. Andrew Roach, the cycling team manager there. There were also successes at the athletics and shooting, which we will cover in more detail on tomorrow's podcast.
because we've unfortunately run out of time this evening. But the headline is, the Manxies have been meddling once again, and we sit nicely on top of the pile when it comes to those shiny gold medals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and know that tomorrow we'll be hearing from those swimmers, and hopefully the basketball team as well, plus a family affair in the shooting. It's all going off in Gibraltar, and Team Isle of Man is fully in charge. I'll catch you next time. Thank you.